tired. So tired. Overtired. Hello, hello, ear holes across America and the world. This is this is the Overtired Podcast. I'm Jeff Severns Gunsel, and I'm here with my co-hosts Christina Warren and Brett Terpstra, and we're all back together. This is the reunion show. Um, it's really great. Like most uh, band reunions, I'm a little, I'm you know, I've gained a little weight. I've got, I'm a little, you know, my face is a little bigger. Um, but here I am. Let's go. Have That's you seen true. the? Do you follow the Circle Jerks on Instagram? Just out of curiosity. No, I was never a fan. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to make you. Ma- I don't want to make you mad. No, they just—they're so old, and they're still doing it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know who the Circle Jerks are. Really? <laughs> no, yeah. I have no live, idea. Live fast, die young. This is no. I know okay. well who the Circle oh, it's, Jerks it's are. Old. I have never gone through a whole album. Old punk rock. Okay. Okay. I mean, I felt like if I heard some stuff, I probably would be familiar because like m- the punk rock of my generation, which is like, you know, like pop punk. Yeah. That I don't stuff think off. they, but I don't think they yeah. ever had a chart topper of any kind. Oh no, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm saying like that stuff, like it becomes interpolated and, and inspired and whatnot. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, so Jeff, I, uh, the, when, uh, when it comes to, well, let me just say this, when it comes to the classic punk rock, I've always had this sort of attitude. This is true of hardcore too, where I just, I kind of reach back and I pick one or I pick two. So I've got black flag, right. And, yep. and, and I, I come forward with them when it came to hardcore, I had bad brains and I kind of moved forward in life with them, but I never really spread out in, in so, uh, hardcore or in that early, especially West Coast. Punk who's rock. your black? Who's your black flag front man of choice? Um, I don't know. I, I'll take Henry Rollins. I liked them yeah, all. I just enjoyed same, it all. Same. Yeah. Like I, like used to be like, oh, Chavo or Bust, and not, man, Henry Rollins. What he he was black flag. You you can't deny black flag with Henry Rollins. It, it, well, was and it was weird. Like he, you know, pictures of him all like muscled out and like squat kneeling on the, uh, it was like yeah, a little yeah, aggressive. Yeah. Like there was the thing about black flag and especially with him was like, there was just, there was definitely too much testosterone, but, <laughs> but it was, it was a learning band for me. It was a band that was a link in the chain and helped me understand how we got from one place to another. So that's how yeah. I think of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. So you got, you got the COVID Jeff. I got yeah. the COVID. Yeah, I happened to get COVID a few days before my family was supposed to leave for a meticulously planned trip uh, to Kenya to visit uh, a good friend of mine who has an organic farm there and then to also go to the coast of Kenya. Um, and uh, yeah, we had been planning that one for quite a while uh, and it was a huge disappointment. And I had not gotten COVID yet. So this is my first COVID and I got it just in time to cancel like a really, really special trip. And because we booked a lot of that trip with points and because the way airlines are like, (laughs) whereas we had paid about $600 a person for our tickets that we were going to use to go, um, to rebook tickets ranged from 2000 to 9,000 per person. And, um, this wasn't going to work out. And so, um, and I got really sick for a few days. Like I didn't have the kind of like, ah, it's just like having a head cold. Like I had a few days of just rolling around being like, make it end. And, um, and then a few more days of just really intense, uh, fatigue and just feeling really, really out of it. My wife and I were both kind of relieved when on the day we should have been flying out, I felt really terrible because it just would have been hard sure. if it was, oh, I was having, yeah. if I was having like COVID light and I was just like, I'm fine. And we know oh, that no. our plane is 100%, leaving. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it, yeah, no, no, you need it to be all in. Were you able yeah. to get like at least refunded your points and stuff or? Yeah, everything was refunded. No problem with that. Thank God. And, um, and we were able to kind of pull ourselves together and actually like improvise a really fun family road trip out West where, uh, the kind of main anchor was Yellowstone, but really it was about just being in Wyoming, which my family had never been. I love Wyoming. Um, and I love it way more than South Dakota, which neighbors it, uh, Minnesota has South Dakota on one side and, uh, Wisconsin on the other. And there are, those are both States that just feel this sort of 
it's like they have some kind of complex to announce their politics above all else. And when you're in Wyoming, man, we saw, we drove around Wyoming for three or four days. I saw one Trump flag, but you know, there's a lot of Trump supporters there. Oh yeah. The know? whole state's, the whole state's yeah. like Trump supporters. It's just, all, there all are like five people, people who live. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, it's like Montana's the same way. Yeah, like, I know. like it, they're, they're, they're like 10 people in each state. Um, yet they each get, you know, electoral college uh, representation. Yeah. I told yeah. the boys when we were rolling into Wyoming, I'm like, here's the deal with Wyoming. It's like 2000 people, 5,000 horses and, you know, maybe 20,000 guns. And you know, other than that, but I love Wyoming. I really do. I, it honestly feels like the West. It feels like the mythical West and that's not all good, of course. Right. Sure. But, <laughs> but no, it's but like, yet, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like going to another country for a, certainly for a Midwesterner and certainly for Midwestern teenage boys, you know? Um, so it was super cool. We pulled that together and just kind of improvised it along the way because there had been a lot of flooding and the park had only just opened. Uh, Yellowstone was actually pretty dead. And so we didn't have the experience of like, you know, massive car lines and whatever else. And very importantly, there is something that my family refers to as the Gunsel South Dakota curse. My father, in trying to take us on trips over the years, had a lot of mishaps. The one that I most remember was being in South Dakota. I think we were headed for Yellowstone, which I've never been to because of this, if that's the case. And all of our luggage was stolen by a motorcycle gang. Oh my god! <laughs> and and this was back in the day when, like, you know, families are traveling with like cash, right, or maybe right. checks, but mostly cash. And so we were, and they're public school teachers, so we didn't have a lot of money. So we had to go to J.C. Penney and buy the cheapest like shirts and shorts we could find. And I ended up with like a wardrobe of like clearance rack South Dakota shirts that I had to wear the rest of the trip. <laughs> and and then eventually the luggage was found and actually mailed back to my father with maggots in it and everything. I mean, like all kinds of weird bugs. And for some reason, the sheriff was like, here you go. There was nothing in it. <laughs> like, we found it, wanted to give it back to you. So anyhow, we broke the South Dakota curse, except Ooh. for one thing, which is just a quick, very quick one thing. So I got the whole front end of my minivan fixed uh before we left for the trip we picked it up and left for the trip right and about two hours into our trip our left front wheel starts rattling like really intensely we pull over to sleep for the night so we can call a mechanic in the morning my mechanic says oh i don't think that's a problem you can you can keep going you know but if you feel like it's grave danger bring it in and so there happened to be a mechanic next to our hotel I brought it in and it turns out two of the bolts holding the caliper, an important part of my brakes to my wheel had just fallen out on the trip. And we were in a situation where had we not pulled over, it would have seized our wheel. And if we were on the highway, we could have just flipped and, and it would have been this just totally horrible accident. But the key is this was before we got into South Dakota. So the Gunsel curse didn't count. So we right. got it in time, we got it fixed, and everything was beautiful from them. But that was chilling. And I just want to say to people, if your mechanic says that bump is not a big deal, here's why, don't listen. Yeah, yeah he's just being a lazy ass. Holy shit. You could have like- He was shook. When I told him what it was, he was shook. He was like, that's really bad. And I was yeah, because like, yeah. that's his fault. That's one hundred percent his fault. Bad. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that that's him being fucking lazy and not like bolting the, the shit down, or someone being, in the shop. Yeah, and, and and then being doubly lazy and being like, yeah, I don't want to check this out. It's fine. Right. Right. Like honestly, oh. like you need you need a new mechanic. I've never had a mechanic, which this guy in Minnesota in St. James, Minnesota, did when he saw what was wrong. I've never had a mechanic say, "You're going to want to come out here and take a picture." <laughs> just to like, you want evidence that these bolts were missing. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I'm just saying like, like, so thank, thanks to the St. James guy who Ugh. thankfully you're not in, in, in South Dakota. Yeah. Um, and also like listening to these stories, are you sure your dad wasn't like John Hughes? Like I, I, I know his stuff was like the Chicago land area, but like, are you sure? Cause this sounds like, Chris, this sounds like, you know, um, vacation right. stuff, like, uh, you know, national <laughs> totally. land vacation stuff, like totally. the, the motorcycle gang stealing yep. the luggage, you know, almost having like the, the, the car, like literally fall apart because yeah. like, the yeah, brakes yeah, yeah. aren't attached. Like this is, this is genuinely like, like national lampoon stuff. It is amazing. It is amazing, <laughs> but we beat so, it. 
without Yay. without uh, without violating any medical privacy for anyone. Do you know how you got <laughs> coronavirus? Um, you know, frankly, uh, and I'm really embarrassed to say this that like I mean. I also understand how it happened and I shouldn't, I'm not super embarrassed. Um, we just like completely let our defenses down. Yeah. And even, and, and, and like that could have been, it's one thing if we weren't going on a vacation, but the fact that we were going on a vacation should have meant that we were masked everywhere. In my opinion, yeah. like in, in what happened with us. And, um, and in one, just one very specific case, I went to a place that I know well. My son, they were helping my son uh, work on his vintage gaming PC. Um, and we all can can appreciate this. It was like, it was how to load like an audio driver on Windows 95 nice. so he can play, so he can get the full sound from Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a place that's really basically empty. It's like a really cool little space where they call it a retro tech thrift store. It's for, called Free Geek in Twin nice. Cities. And, um, and it's basically empty. In the past, people were always wearing masks. And I, I know there are people that will listen to this and like be banging their head against the um, whatever device is playing this podcast. But like I was comfortable there. And I felt yeah. like it had always been a place I was comfortable. People were always wearing masks. And we were at a point here where everything was so, so low. We had not started to have this current um, spike that we have. I think actually I was on the front end of that. Um, and so we sat in there for like three or four hours, a couple people came and went, and that's the one time I know I was unmasked for a long time in one place. And, and that might well have been what did it. So, yeah. I mean, it could have been that it, it also could have been any other thing. I mean, like the, the yeah. current variant is so contagious that even if you were masked, if you weren't in an N95, there's, yeah. if you're there for three or four hours and, and it could have been any other place and you're around people. Like when I got Omicron, it was, I was masked. And I was triple vax, and I was like yeah. a month out of my. I, I had my booster, like my second, you know, my, my first booster for like a month, right? Like, yeah. So it it still should have been, you know, you you would have thought like like at its apex. And I was masking everywhere. Didn't matter, you yeah. know. Like 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 you 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 can try to like say yes, we were going on vacation. We should have taken more precautions. I would argue like you still tested and and figured this stuff out before you got on a plane. Right. Right. Which, well, yeah, we were still right testing thing. all the time and, you know, like for sure. And with me too, like the f thing about me and masks is like, I mean, nobody can see me here, but I've sort of like got like a, a big face with a beard. Right. And when I put a mask on, I know I'm getting stuff in and stuff is going out. There's no mask I've ever found that where I feel like, oh, this is a good seal. Right. Um, and so it could also be that I was masked somewhere and I got it because this stuff is just moving around so fast. So, so I got it. I'm getting ready for Max Sack this weekend, and I've been more like we're in the green right now as far as community spread goes. So I I do let my my guard down. Um, I, I went to the co-op without a mask this week. In general, I've been pretty good about masking everywhere just as a precaution. Um, we'll test before uh, before we take off tomorrow. Um, I do have at least one good friend who is missing because he tested positive and he is asymptomatic. Like you were saying, like mm -hmm. you were thankful that you were symptomatic yeah. right. on the day you were supposed to leave. He's asymptomatic. And that's very frustrating to him. Uh, I'm yeah. sure he feels fine. But, you know, based on guidelines, got to quarantine. Well, and travels 10 days, you know, so yeah. we were just like, yeah, I respect that. I, we would, I mean, like Christina, to your point, like, I'm just glad I caught it before I went on two different planes to how many different countries right? Um, and brought it to a place that where whose numbers are actually pretty good. You know, like I'm super grateful that it was not a hard decision. I mean, we were instantly just like, this is not happening. You know, I no, can no, imagine, totally. I, I know people or I, I can imagine people who would be like, well, if I'm asymptomatic, I'll just keep it quiet, you know, because you yeah, don't have to test no. to get back in anymore. Well, so. that's what I was going to say. Like, like there, there are a lot of people who, and, and I'm not even necessarily going to like some people I know who listen to this podcast will probably like want to like condemn all those people, but I'm, I'm not going to, like, I can understand if you're asymptomatic or, or not feeling bad and you know, it, you're also maybe not, you, you, it's not a PCR test and, and you don't have to test to get out or to get in and, and you're like, fuck it. You know, I'll just, mm -hmm. again, the same as, 
is is any other kind of illness in the past. It's not like people wouldn't travel, you know, when they when they were sick. You know, um, right. this is obviously different, but I'm just saying I do understand. I'm just glad that you caught it. Like it yeah. to me, the, the, what would have been bad would have been like if you were not symptomatic or or it was in the early things and you were on the plane, not just potentially yeah. getting people sick, but then you being sick in Kenya, yeah, you know, sick on the airplane. Like that would have just been been awful. When it does seem to come so fast, I mean, my my teenager was at a, a gathering with some friends the other night and at about 1230, one of them just started instantly feeling like terrible. And then she tested and tested positive. Yeah. That happened happened so fast. Yeah. That happened with, and I I was concerned before I I was very concerned. I was testing before I I went to um, uh, Copenhagen because I had been around someone who it was the same thing. Like we were in the same space and we weren't like super close near each other, but we were definitely in the, in the same like room and space. And she just started feeling terrible. I was like, I, I, I got to go. And she was like, you know, cause she, she gives me a ride home. Sometimes she was like, I, I can't give you a ride today. I was like, that's fine. I was like, no, you actually like need to leave and put a mask on and like leave if you're not feeling good, you know, but it like, it hit her like instantly. And then she tested yeah. positive that night. And then I was freaked out. Cause I was like, I'm supposed to get on a plane in X days. I feel totally fine. You know, I, I, I was testing and I, I was okay, but you know, but it was one of those things where I was like, I don't, want to infect anyone, but I also don't feel bad. So yeah, but yeah. so you're right. Like I think it hits people real quick. Definitely. And all through my trip, people coughing, sneezing, you know, like it, was, it, it really feels, I mean, at least I don't know if it's like this for you all, but for me in Minneapolis, like once I got sick, um, Right after that, we started hearing it just friend after friend. Not people I had been in contact with, to be clear. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. It just seemed like there's a wave. And then you have you can look at the stats for your state, but they're kind of meaningless because- They are. Yeah. You know. they're, they're, well, because they're, they're, they're trailing indicators, right? So, I mean, right. and, and we, we've seen now, you know, that there is like a surge in a lot of places. So, yeah, I mean, people, look, it's, this is not going away. This is never going yeah. to go away. We're going to have to find ways to like deal with it. Um, I'm just glad that you were able to like- you know, make, um, you know, lemonade out of the situation, have a really good family trip, see Yosemite yes. and, and be, you know, like, like have like a great experience that way, get, get your points back and, and your money back on your trip. Cause like that would have been awful. Um, yeah. and, and then, you know, figure out travel right now is also a shit show. So you might've dodged a little bit of a bullet. Um, mm-hmm. even in, in that regard, like it might be better, like, you know, to replan when you can go back and, and visit your friend. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and his farm, like when things are not as terrible, cause the, the airports and, and that situation, it, I've never, ever, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. Can I, uh, can I tell you about a sponsor? You absolutely You want to tell us about a sponsor? Is it related to being sick or trying to <sighs> cure yourself from it? I cannot, I, I do not have a segue for this. <laughs> Wrong sponsor. All right, go ahead. Do, do, you know I could do something with like feeling safe in a mask and then feeling safe at home. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to do that. That's exactly perfect. Okay. Mm, Damn. mm -hmm, All right. mm. So, so wearing a mask can make you feel safe, but sometimes Mm. you want to feel safe when you're at home. Today's episode of Overtired is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Here at Overtired, we believe home should be the safest place on earth for every family. That's why we recommend Simply Safe. Simply Safe is advanced whole home security that puts you, your home, and your family's safety first. Here's why we love it. Simply Safe offers comprehensive protection not only against intruders and burglary, but against expensive home hazards from flooding to fires. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents take action the moment a threat is detected, dispatching police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home. Simply Safe uses proprietary video ver- verification technology so that monitoring agents can visually confirm the threat in order to get higher priority 911 dispatch. Monitoring plans are affordably priced at a dollar a day with no long-term contract or hidden fees because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/overtired. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. 
Go to simplysafe.com slash overtired. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash overtired. I edited it. I edited this by the time people hear it, but man, that took me a couple takes. There's some real tongue twisters in there. I was gonna say lots of S's. <laughs> lots of S's. Um uh Jeff, do you want to go ahead and tell us about Text Expander while we're uh we're on a little sponsor break? Yeah, I, I can I can do that for you. Uh, get your team communicating faster so they can focus on what's most important. With Text Expander, your team's knowledge is at their fingertips. Get your whole team on the same page by getting information out of silos and into the hands of everyone that needs to use it. You can share your team's knowledge across departments so your team is sending a unified message to your customers and isn't spending time reinventing the wheel. Here's how it works. First, you store it. Keep your company's most used emails, phrases, messaging, URLs, and more right within the text expander. Right within the text expander. In the text uh, expander. <laughs> in the right text there, expander. You know what? Put it right there in the text expander over there by the microwave. Um, <laughs> and then you can share it. You can get your whole team access to all the content they need to use every day. Then you expand it. Deploy the content you need with just a few keystrokes on any device across any apps you use. It's that easy. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, iPad, Windows 95. Um, Overtired listeners get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Thanks, Text Expander. Thank you so much. So there are people out there. I'm not going to say like it's a, a huge number of people, but mm-hmm. they have begun referring to the mental health corner as the MHC. Like it's their favorite part of the show. And they've the given MCU? it an initialism, the the MHC. So you guys ready for the MHC? Mm. Yep. Jeff, I feel like. I live my whole life in the MHC. <laughs> it's it's been a while. Let's hear from Jeff. Absolutely. Let's hear. Let's hear from Jeff. Um, my mental health corner, my MHC. Um, well, one thing is post COVID, uh, I've had some pretty intense brain fog, and I just can't tell for sure if I should attribute it to medication, to stress, or right. to long COVID. Pew, pew, pew. I don't know what we would do after we say long COVID, but anyway, um, and, and that's been kind of, it's actually been kind of intense for me. Like I've really had some moments where I don't know what it is I'm trying to think or say. And, um, and that's something I'm really struggling with. Um, and hopefully it will get better. I mean, I'm kind of, part of it is that like, I've been away from routine for so long. Um, in the week prior to getting ready for Kenya, I was like, you know, getting ready to leave the country for two and a half weeks. And so that was right. just kind of a wild time. And then I got COVID and that was just a, you know, shut down from everything situation. And then as I sort of started recovering from COVID, um, we decided to do this road trip, which by the way, was in the safe distance after my getting COVID. Um, and so then I was on a road trip and for me, for me, like road trips, I used to be in a band that toured a lot and, um, I just love road trips more than anything. I love, I, what I love the most and what I loved the most about this particular trip was like, I'm, I'm down to like the real primary things. Like I am driving a van. I am a father of two boys who are in the back. Actually the tallest one who's now taller than me is sometimes in the front. I am the husband of the woman who is usually sitting next to me in the car <laughs> And, uh, and I'm the owner of that van and that's really, that's, that's it. That's who I am. And we're on the road and there's no real clear rules and there's no real big decisions to make besides where are we going to stay each night? And I love that feeling and that simplicity so, so much, um, that it was really hard to come home from. And when I did come home, you know, I just have a lot waiting for me here. Um, whether it's work stuff or there's just house projects, there's, just a, a million different things that that were not present and didn't have to be present in that minivan driving across the country. And so coming back to it has been hard and it has forced sort of an existential crisis in a way, which is totally my style. Like I, I am very quick to existential crisis. Like it, it's like I am, I am probably, I have the shortest path to existential crisis of anyone I know. <laughs> and so when I, when I came home, it was like, what do I, 
what do I let back in and in what order? And how about this stuff that I don't really want to let back in, like some of these unfinished projects or whatever else, right? Like I was just kind of, it took me a minute to come back to reality and to grieve the simplicity, especially I have two teenage boys. So like the, it's so cool to be so close. Um, cause we're not close. They spread all over the house and they're doing their thing and God knows what, and they go to bed after me and whatever. And so like, it was really cool for the four of us to just be that physically close all the time and we get along. So that, that worked well. Um, so anyway, so I got back and that was just, that's what I'm kind of coming out of right now. Um, but in the midst of that, I actually, this is just a PSA to everyone out there who takes meds without getting into how it happened. It was just a series of miscommunications, but I ended up having to go four days without, um, my sertraline and you're not supposed to just cold stop that stuff. Like there are consequences to it. Yeah. And, um, and, and it was part of the reason it was four days is because I ran out on the weekend. Um, and then there was just some really poor communication issues with my medication manager, my pharmacy, whatever. So I went like four days, maybe five days without sertraline. And, um, and it was awful. Like I got extreme nausea, um, at first, and then I was able to find a friend who took sertraline and I went and got, you know, got one pill from him thinking that's all I needed. But then I had a couple more days and, um, yesterday was the, the, you know, just before I actually was able to get the prescription, like, so I'd had all these waves of intense nausea. I had felt really fatigued. Um, but man, I had some, I had some stuff happen yesterday, like some nervous twitches, like my jaw was sort of twitching. Um, I had to go out and fix it. <laughs> I have a tarp hung up in our backyard right now between our driveway and the, um, and the alley. And it was, uh, it was blowing in a, like a kind of a windstorm. And I was out there trying to fix it. And the, the experience of the pressure of the tarp blowing on me was amplified like by a hundred. And the sound of it was like amplified by a hundred. And I was just like, I really felt like I was losing my shit. And so just a warning to everybody, like get ahead of it. Cause you don't want to find out what it's like. And it takes a day or so before it starts hitting, but like, man, it hit different every day after that. And it really, really scared me. I will say my mental health. Like I'm on a, I'm on a med, uh, that you're not supposed to go off of suddenly. Um, and I, my, like my personal reaction to going off it is very much like, um, like narcotic withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Um, I get like my skin's crawling and I get nauseous and headachey and, um, my pharmacy, I use a small pharmacy where they know me by name. Um, if something happens with my psychiatrist, uh, if they fail to call in my refill on time, um, if any insurance problems happen, they will front me up to four days of Lamictal. Mm. Oh, um, that's nice. Without without a valid prescription, um, because you know I've been getting it for years now. Um, they know that that prescription will eventually come through. And that is for me, one of the benefits it's why I refuse to, my insurance company wanted me to switch all that over to mail order. Um, but I really, I've benefited greatly from having a pharmacy that knows me by name, uh, because exactly because of situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had a similar thing, um, when I lived in Atlanta where it it was a a chain, it was Publix pharmacy, but the pharmacist, like the, the, the head pharmacist, um, Ray, who was just a wonderful lady, like knew me and would, would do the same thing, you know, for, uh, as you brought it, something happened, but yeah, withdrawal is not a joke and it can be different for every medication and it can, depending on the half-life, but it is, it is not a joke and it can fuck you up. And it can take a while to come back in. So I'm really sorry you've had to go through that because that is not fun. Yeah. Thank you. It was not fun. I've had many versions. Oh, go ahead. I can relate to this uh, reintegration when, when like, I mean, there are a myriad ways it could happen, uh, but to simplify your life and to only have to focus on something as simple as where are we going to stay tonight? And the rest of it is just take it as it comes. And then you have to reintegrate into adulting. Um, I, I, yeah. I feel you. That is, 
like for uh, when I, I, this always, it always comes back around to drugs for me, but um, the beauty of being addicted to drugs for me was always how simple it was. My only concern in life was the next mm. fix and like nothing else really mattered. I could survive, you know, I'd get through, I, but nothing else mattered. And now I live a life where so many things matter and it's, it's hard to be an adult and the simplicity, like going on a vacation. Yeah, I get that. I hear you. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's great. I mean, also this thing makes me think about like, you know, back after George Floyd was murdered and, and we had a really chaotic, intense period of time here with the uprising and then the military coming in and my own pharmacy, um, was actually, wasn't, it wasn't burned, but it was looted as most of the pharmacies around here were. And there were like bullet holes in the glass of the drive through thing or whatever. And I could not get my meds. Uh, I had to get it all switched out, but most of the pharmacies in the area were looted. So it was like trying to find like, Oh, I guess I can go out to the outer suburbs for my, <laughs> but anyway, it makes me realize that it, it, I am a small pea prepper. And I, I, it makes me think that like, I actually want to have just, I want to have 30 days of every bit of my medication or whatever it takes to kind of wind down from it yeah. in case something like that happens again, because the crazy thing about that period of time was like all the stuff you think wouldn't happen. Like, should you keep a tank full of gas? Why? Well, right. all our gas stations burned. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it's exactly why. <laughs> anyway, it makes me think about that. And I was going to say too, that like on the withdrawal front, and this is a data point of one, but I, I have something to share. I learned from my medication manager. It's like, so I take this medication called Seroquel. And one of the things that it can do that's really, really hard to manage is it can cause really rapid weight gain, which it did in me. It caused me to gain about 20 pounds. I'm a big guy already, like pretty quickly. And, um, and it put me right into like pre-diabetes uh, mode, right? And so... Yeah. So I managed to do like a month before our trip of, of eating like a very, a very limited diet, um, that brought it back down. And now I have to like, try to figure out how to keep myself where I'm at. Not because of anything, not even any body image, nothing like that. Just like right. it put me into pre-diabetes and, and I, I have diabetes in the family and I, I just didn't want to go all the way if I, you know, if I can avoid it. So I started pulling back on how much Seroquel I would take during the day and at night. No. And that oh. actually with, started without to have guidance own. from without this is without, without psychiatric. No, okay. I was under the impression I was under the impression I I had a range I could work in because even my prescription no. was like one some, to two some, morning. Sometimes whatever. that's true. Sometimes, yeah. but you have to be explicitly told that. And I and yes. I talked to my was so what confused me was that my bottle actually said one to two morning afternoon and night really? right so i was yeah and so i started <laughs> the, how many are these 100 milligram 100 milligram tablets well hold on let's let's go ahead and shake rattle the can here um i forget and i'm going away now oh they're 50 they're 50 50 okay that's a yeah. pretty one to two that's a that's pretty severe i know so anyway i mean yes all, all of what you're saying is right like that's exactly the problem right is that i misunderstood it as something i could just do and and that had its own uh, serious issues. So just to everybody out there, like don't mess with it. And no, keep and it make moving. sure <laughs> and and talk to your medication manager and like make sure that they don't put shit like that on the yeah. on, on the, right. the the bottle without you understanding why it says that. Like maybe they're right. doing that because they want to get you extras, right? Which is fine, right? Or or maybe they like if you're because certain sensitive medications. I've had to do this where like I've had to literally cut the pills to a certain extent yeah. because the, the amount that um, it, you know, if it's like a tablet because the, the available prescribed amounts don't fit what is needed for me. So I have to have a pill cutter yeah. and cut it all the time. So, but like, you need to understand that I'm wow. Yeah. So that, that didn't help with your withdrawal or any of the other stuff. If you've been messing around with how much you were taking, yeah, trying to mitigate the weight like, gain. That was more like a month or so ago and yeah, it was right. really bad. And I mean, and just to say, you know, one of the things my medication manager said to me about, you know, you know, I was just asking, like, I have so many friends that are now starting to take medication. What, you know, what do you think it is? Is it cultural that it's more acceptable? Is it whatever? And she said, like, you know, in some cases, your body just may have been producing something that was helping you manage a certain aspect of your mental health that it stopped producing. And so to all the people out there like me, because I didn't start taking any medications until 
just the beginning of the pandemic by coincidence, uh, thankfully. Um, so I'm still learning, I'm learning all this stuff, right? Like I'm still kind of just a baby when it comes to dealing with medications and, and like you both responded so quickly to the thing about Seroquel pulling back. Whereas for me, it was just kind of like, oh, let's give it a try, right? So hopefully this is one way in which Mental Health Corner is helpful to people. No, I think, I think you're right because <laughs> people don't know. And I think I, – I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm also thinking – I don't know if it's that the, the bodies aren't producing it or that, that you know, maybe like a – it's called more cultural thing. I think it's a personal awareness thing. I think like when you it, – it's kind of like when you, you know, um, are, are looking for a red car or, or you get something new, like you see it everywhere – like there, there's a, yeah. there's a term for that, um, for, for that uh, phenomenon, but I have a feeling it's some of it is that where you're just much yeah. more aware of it because it's new to you and it's top of your mind. So you notice and pick up on every conversation you have with anyone who is new to taking medication. Um, yeah, but you're right. Point. I think, but, but, but I think this can be really helpful. You're right for people. Like if you're new to this stuff, don't fuck with your meds, especially your psychiatric meds at all without talking to a doctor. It mm-hmm. will lead to like, bad things. Like they absolutely Period. will. They will need adjustment. They always need adjustment, but yes. you have mm-hmm. to do it. You have to do it with guidance. Like there are people that you're yes. paying to help you make these decisions. And I don't care how knowledgeable you think you are. Yep. Uh, you need you need to follow someone with at least what is an RN? Is that what, what do you need to be an RN? Um. Well, an RN, I think I would want like a physician's assistant more than I would trust an RN, to be honest with you. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. But you want someone with at least some schooling. Yes. In, in, in the field, uh, which you can't get just by reading the DSM. No, you can't. And that's the thing too. Like you, you really need people who've like seen stuff and and, and can see how things can act. And also to be clear, not every doctor medication manager is going to get everything right. That doesn't mean that you don't still seek out other people. You know what I mean? Like just because they're a dumbass doesn't mean that you give up on the whole thing and think, oh, I I know best and I can adjust myself. No, you really can't. Like the thing that gets really fucked up is interactions. And mm, like for, for me with bipolar and ADHD, like I take four different meds in addition to stuff for like blood pressure and, and, uh, cholesterol. I take four different psychiatric psychotropics. I take four different Mm. meds for my mental health and the balance between them. I don't care whether you have seven years of schooling or two. Um, nobody knows every possible interaction or how a tweak to one med will affect the combination with another med because everyone's unique and Mm -hmm. yeah you you, even if they make mistakes though you're working you're working with someone who at least can account for the mistake and figure out how to correct it yeah because blind guessing is not going to do it for you no, it's not. And, right. and and people who think they can be like lay pharmaceutical, you know, uh, geniuses themselves, which I know wasn't what you thought, um, uh, Jeff, but like, but some people I know really do think, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I can do this myself. No, you really can't. Like, and it's one of those things that I think, especially as intelligent people, we, again, it's like Dunning-Kruger, like we assume that we can do more than we really can, because <laughs> in many cases we have. And, and no, with, with medication stuff, like I've just learned and, and I unfortunately learned it at a very young age, but, um, you know, some of the stuff that like you're learning now, like minor adjustments can make a massive impact on your life. Um, mm. withdrawal can come on really quick. I mean, like it's possible that when you were adjusting your stuff that like, if your body got used to a certain amount that even dripping down to that smaller a dose was kicking off certain withdrawal symptoms, right? Yeah. Like it, it depends on what the medication is, but some of them are that sensitive, which means that if you're doing those weird amounts, you have to figure out like how to, you know, balance the right thing so, so that you mm-hmm. get consistent. But it's just, it's, it's, uh, it takes time and it's complicated, but you need to work with your, with your doctor or medication manager or whatever on that stuff. And I'm really sorry you've been going through that because yeah. like nothing to me is worse about like, to me, it's, it's honestly in many ways worse than the, than the depression, like worse than the diseases themselves is sometimes the process of having to manage like finding the mm. right medication and going through mm-hmm. that testing and going through the withdrawal period and going through all that stuff is, is sometimes as debilitating as like the, what you're trying to treat. Like, yeah. obviously it's, it's not, uh, you know, what you're trying to treat, I think is, is, is worse and, and could have like longer term consequences, but I don't want to ever, 
um, a pretend like that process of finding a solution can't be equally arduous and, kind of, and really kind difficult. Of the tax you pay, yeah. right? It's it's it the mental health is. tax is is all the medication futzing that you have to do. Yep, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't want to do. I think this is why a lot of people say medication doesn't work for me. And my response to that is usually, okay, how many have you tried? And and how much? How, <laughs> yeah. Right, honestly, and how, have how long have you put in the this? effort yet? Yeah, right, right. And, and and the thing is, it's, it's shitty. It sucks to have to go through the effort. It sucks to have to pay that tax because we didn't ask for any of this. We didn't do anything wrong. It's not a choice that we made. But right. it's it's the same with anybody who has it, it, somebody who's diabetic, somebody who has you know, some, some other sort of, you know, like, uh, you know, condition, like it, it's, it's shitty, like it, yeah. it's unfair, but it is, but, but you're right. It's the, the tax you pay so that you don't kill yourself or hurt yourself or hurt someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that, that is ultimately worth it. But the process of getting there can be very, very difficult and really, you know, frustrating. And, and you have to kind of unfortunately go through it. And I'm glad you're, you have like a supportive family and, you know, situation where you can go through those things. Like my, my great, my, the only thing I'm grateful for, you know, my experiences is that I was, you know, like between 14 and 17 when I went through most of my like testing of, of, of stuff. So, I mean, it fucked up my life then, but you know, I was at the time it seemed like all, all consequential. Now I'm like, God, if I had to do this while I'm trying to work a, a high profile corporate job and doing other things, like I don't know what I would do, right? Like, I if it got bad enough, it would be one of those things where I would have to take like mm-hmm. disability time and and go on yeah. on leave. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and and be, because I, I don't know how you how you deal with it otherwise. If, right. if things get really bad when you're trying to figure out like what medications are right and tweaking things and and getting all that stuff together, so I'm glad that you have support and and don't feel like hopefully don't feel like the weight of everything is on your shoulders and that you can take the time to know it's not going to be perfect it's going to be shitty and take time to figure out but it'll be okay but it's worth it like it is worth it that's the thing we're glossing over that part like when when you do figure when you make it through so much better yep Mm -hmm. then your life can be multiple times better Yes. Uh, with medication like it's worth it's worth the effort it is. to find no, it is. the right med at the right dose no yeah. i totally agree no and I, and I say this and i mean this absolutely sincerely and i'm not being like i'm not trying to you know like uh, trigger anybody or whatever but like i would not be alive without medication there's yeah. no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind I, I would not be alive so for me yeah. it is one of those things where i'm like all the hell all the other stuff as bad as it is it is still better than the alternative which is not being able to get out of bed and function as a human being and literally like praying for death. Like it is, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Glad you're here too. Glad for medication. Yeah. Do you want, (laughs) do you want to take the next mental health corner, Christina? Sure. No, I'm good on that, on that happy note. No, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I don't really have much to, uh, much to add. I've just been doing some work stuff. Um, had some gastrointestinal stuff this morning, which is not fun. I hate dealing with that. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I have some friends who are in from out of town this week. Um, uh, Amazon AWS is having some sort of internal thing. And so, um, like, it seems like every person I know, now works at AWS and developer relations. <laughs> so I've, I've been able to see people, which is cool. So I'm, funny I'm, I'm, about I'm in a that, good place. What's funny about that is Victor and I work at Oracle yet. We've been they're They're launching uh, an AWS uh, heat wave on AWS where you can use an Oracle database with like, uh, it's, it's a whole thing. Victor knows more about it than I do, but we've been dealing with AWS and AWS people nonstop too. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Um, I'm kind of the same. Uh, I I was doing, I was doing well. I got up at 3 a.m. today because it was one of those nights where I fell asleep thinking about a problem. And I solved it in the dream I had between 9 a.m. and 1 a.m., and then I woke up at 1 a.m. and I laid in bed for two hours thinking about the solution that I had come up with. And then at three, I gave up and decided just to code it out. And, and it worked. It, nice. It, it, it was great. It, it worked. Awesome. 
Um, if Twitter hadn't changed their API since the last time I fussed with it, um, it would be a perfect solution, but they did. Um, but anyway, like, I don't think I'm manic right now. I think I'm, I think I have insomnia and maybe a little bit of obsession. Sure. Uh, but I'm cer- I don't have like the elevated mood. I don't have the like, I'm pretty fucking laid back right now. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry about the API. I, I think there's somebody who maintains like a more up-to-date kind of well, Python thing that, that did, is easy to go for. Sorry, go on. They they moved it to V2. Um, yep. And I, I haven't played with it for at least a year now, maybe more. Um, so the apps that I had created for the V1 API still function. And as long as I use the API keys from those original apps, my my little integration, I made it so that doing can import your tweets as doing entries. And as long as you have a V1 API app made, it works great. But the Ruby gem that interfaces with the Twitter API is only for V1 and you can no longer create a V1 app. You have to create right. a project and an app now, and it has yep. to use V2 endpoints. So I have to find a new gem if I'm going to make this work. But you, so the thing I figured out, and, and I'll make this brief because no one gives a fuck. I figured out how to make plugins for doing uh, gem-based. So you can develop a doing plugin as a gem and publish it. And then people Ah. can install the plugin just by typing gem install doing plugin Twitter import. That's awesome. And it installs it and it'll pick up any gem on your system that starts with doing dash plugin dash will be loaded as a plugin and doing. Um, So it, it makes plugins distribute distributable to this date, nobody has ever written a doing plugin aside from me, and I don't see it being a big community effort. But at least now I I, I know how to do it. I figured out figured out a way to make that work. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So, can I ask you guys? I'm getting ready to travel for the first time in a while. We'll say mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, and I'm just going to Chicago, which is like a six hour drive for me. Not a big deal, but I've forgotten how to pack. Do you guys have any tips for like managing a packing list? How do you put together your packing list? What do you, how do you double check? How do you know you got all your shit together before you leave? Yes. Yeah. Jeff, do you want to take this one? Yeah. Okay. I'll take, I got. I got three things I want to say right away. Okay. So in terms of the packing itself, I always designate a table or a space for where I'm going to throw everything as I'm getting ready to pack. And that might be just the morning that I'm packing, or it might be a few days before. So it's like, if I know I want my sunglasses, the sunglasses go on that table. We actually have like a folding table I set up. It's like how my dad used to plan packing or uh, camping trips. And um, if there's some, you know, like uh, there's a hat I want to bring, I put it there. If there's like a medication I want to make sure I have, I put it there. Like I just make this ugly ass pile of stuff that ends up being for me a lot easier than a packing list. So like my first round is just to walk around the house and be like that, 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 and throw it on the table. Then I make my packing list. And the way it works after that is if it's on the table, I can cross it off the packing list on or under the table. So I might put like a suitcase under the table, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's when I make my packing list. And I always make my packing lists um, on like index cards or on a half piece of paper or whatever. So I can just carry it around with me. Um, I've tried doing templates. I've used like task paper format or whatever, but that didn't work for me. So that's, that's the packing recommendation. Okay. Just pile it all up and then figure it out. My second thing is fricking uh, packing cubes for your suitcase. Yep. The cubes that you, you, do you use those Christina? I do. I do. Yeah. I, I, I was like, for a long time, I was like against them. I was like, this is stupid. No, it is not. It is the way that I make stuff work, honestly. It's incredible. And and like get enough so that one can be just for dirty clothes. 
Um, and so like my family just went on a trip and we borrowed packing cubes from a bunch of friends. So each person had a different color packing cube and we all packed into one suitcase. And if you wanted your stuff, you just grabbed the one that had your shirts in it or the one that had your, your shorts in it or whatever. I like you, Christina, I was just like, I don't know about all this, but it has changed the way I travel, um, especially with multiple people. But even if I was alone, I would use them. The third thing is just to bring an extension cord. That's all. Always <laughs> yeah. bring an extension cord. Uh, what kind of extension cord? cord? Two prong, three prong, lightning cable, USB C. What kind? What are it's, we talking I, about? Here? I do a three prong with a couple of three prong outlets in it and a couple of USB outlets in it. So you know the kind you can just grab off a Target shelf or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have some I, good. I, I have I, some good options for that. Yeah, I um, I, I made my mistake when I went to Europe that I didn't even realize this because it had been so long since I traveled that I couldn't find my um, like uh, converter kits for, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. my, my, my foreign stuff. So I had to buy some in the airport. Um, and then I did actually have one that I could use. So I had two different plug things, but what I found, I have this um, thing, the audience won't be able to see it, but I'll show you too. It's great. It is um, from uh, it's, it's called, uh, it's from a uh, hyper and it is a um, USB uh. plug. So it's great. So on the back of it, it has like a two prong plug, but you can obviously attach any sort of converter to it, which I did on the front of it. It also has a two prong plug that'll take up to 1500 Watts. So you can plug in pass through other stuff into it, including another one of these. And then on the front it has, it goes up to hundred Watts has three USB C hundred Watt ports. It'll do a total of hundred Watts and then one 18 Watt um, USB a. So with this, I can basically have my iPad, my um, phone, um, my laptop all fully charged and it has a pass through for anything else I need to plug in. So with this and a power converter, like, like a, you know, just like a a universal kind of, you know, plug thing, this is really good for me. This is better than the Belkin one that I used to use for travel because it's got enough wattage for the, all the, um, you know, like I can do a 16 inch MacBook fully charged off yeah. of this thing. Can, can you drop a link to that in the show? Notes? I sure can. Um, it's really good. I've got two of these. It was a Kickstarter, but they sell them like officially on their store now. It's really, really good. Um, something like this. Um, and I would also say, uh, yeah, like having cables. I tend to keep my, my advice, because my advice is basically very similar to Jeff's, but I would also say if you're traveling more frequently, like I try to keep my laptop bag um, there are some changes and I, I get fucked up here sometimes because I knew that I had a cable in the bag and then I don't, but I try to keep like my tech bag uh, kind of filled at all times. So I'll have stuff that I use just in the travel bag, right? So I buy extras. So I have a lightning to USB-C cable. I have, you know, like um, a two and a half millimeter, you know, audio jack cable, um, just as something I have, you know, um, again, like a charger, like one of these, these um, um, uh, things from um, Hyper that I just have in the bag, some other stuff like, like my, my uh, travel adapters. And I try to keep those things always there so that when I'm doing my tech stuff, which is a lot of times for me, even a bigger deal than like the clothes or, clothes. or other stuff. <laughs> well, no, cause, cause clothes are a big deal, but you can always buy clothes. You can't yeah, yeah, always yeah. buy the tech stuff. So if I, if I have that organized, then I know that I just basically have to grab my bag. Like I know that I have that. And, and then for me, I also make sure like I keep my pills in, um, it's funny. I use a, a um, um, an air France, um, amenity kit, um, bag <laughs> that I got the, the, the honestly, like the, from fine business class so much over the last, uh, you know, few years, I have all these amenity kit bags, which are great for storing medication bottles and things like that. And also like adopt kits. So like I have yeah. like these, these to me bags that are basically all my toiletries. And that's the same thing. I have toiletry kits that are not my day in and day out toiletries, but just my stuff for traveling. Yeah. If you're not traveling all the time, you don't need to do that. But I would say similar to the packing cubes, having, whether it is, you know, um, a, a clear, you know, gallon bag that you have to use for TSA if you don't have pre-check. Um, and I forgot about this because when I, and th- that in Europe, they don't have pre-check. And so I forgot that I had to put everything in a plastic bag and held up, oh, man. you know, security. I mean, it was fortunately, it was, it was um, not very busy, but in, in Copenhagen. And the people were very nice to me when I had to send my things through four times <laughs> like a freaking novice. And I felt so bad. They were so kind to me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not realize that I had all this stuff in there, including a phone that I totally forgot about. 
Um, like it was <laughs> a lot, but yeah, but having like bags set up for your toiletries, your meds and, and that stuff, um, works, but yeah, packing cubes are amazing. And, and then, yeah, just kind of, uh, I always do like the broad city, like, like, you know, phone wallet keys. Uh, and then I add on like my denim, like pills kind of mantra, like sure. before I'm leaving a place. Also when you're like leaving the hotel room, you know, checking for everything, do I have my phone, do I have my wallet, do I have my keys, do I have my medication, you know, because those are the important things. Anything else you can, sure. you know, replace. The one tip I would add, I have like a, I have a tech go bag. Do you, you guys know what a cocoon backpack is? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like it has, it, it has a whole panel of just like elastic straps and you can just kind of like, oh, like attack cables and stuff. And, yeah. And, and I have that rigged up with every possible adapter from this to that. Um, including like an Ethernet cable for hotels where I can have a hardwired connection, uh, USB dongles, USB C, USB A to you know e- everything. And I just I I don't use those cables at home, and that bag is basically always ready to go. So anytime I'm going on a trip, that's going to involve tech at all. Like if I was going to uh, Yellowstone, I probably wouldn't bring the bag, but for anything that involves tech, uh, it's, it's a, it's my go bag. It's, it's everything else that I'm finding overwhelming. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Are you driving? Yeah. Yeah. House purse. That's the other thing. I converted the house purse into a car purse and it was amazing because I brought it in and it would be by my bedside at each hotel. And it was incredible. (laughs) Nice. Man, we we didn't get through half our list today. We spent a long time on mental health, and I'm okay with that. No, I think it was good. <laughs> it, it was also great to hear like a, a Jeff update, and and I think I think this was like a really <laughs> solid episode, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and we're then, gonna and then save... I think it, we're gonna save the other stuff for when you come back from Max Doc. And I think Jeff and I are gonna do like a, a solo show, probably this yeah. uh, this next one. Solo. Um, so, that you, so that so that Jeff who uh, or so that Brett rather a birthday boy. Uh, can uh, can enjoy his vacay and uh, and enjoy all of his people at, at Maxstock. Oh yeah, it was hey, my Brett. birthday on Wednesday. Yes, Happy it was birthday. Tuesday. What day Tuesday, is today? Yeah. Today is Thursday. It was so Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. was my birthday. Happy happy <laughs> belated birthday! And and now who knows when it was when you're listening to this podcast? But um, but, but happy <laughs> birthday to uh, to Mr. Chirpstra. How old are you, Christina? Twenty nine. Is that what it was? Uh huh. Yep. I I just turned twenty nine as well. That's awesome. Welcome to the club. Yeah. It's a great age. 20, 29 come 44. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so, so, I, had, I so, keep having to do the math. I've lost track over the last few years. It, it, like, look, you're just turning 29 for the 15th time. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yep. You're doing great. <laughs> 16th time, whatever. Like, yeah, math is hard. Graptitude lightning round. Oh, Jesus. Uh, how did I forget about graptitude? Yes. Okay. Jeff, go. Uh, I am, uh, I am grafting, um, note plan, which is an app that I've, I've kind of made an attempt to integrate into my life three or four times since its inception. Um, and I'm doing it again right now. Note plan is, uh, you know, text document based, um, notes organizer, but really that's not why I use it. Cause I have other things I use for that. I'll see Brett Terpstra. Um, but what it does is it puts sort of an interface in front of you that has a little bit of a, like you have like, it was your picture. You open up the app and you have a little mini calendar in the right hand side, uh, un- below that in a column, you have your, your events over the next few days. Right. And then you have kind of a, uh, basically a text editor in the middle. And what it allows me to do that I like so much is I can look at that calendar and just very quickly click on an item and make notes for that item, for that meeting that's coming up for that, you know, um, that deadline I have or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's built. It's one of these apps that, you know, if this sounds interesting to you, just go look because it's built in features over the years, really consistently and really wonderful features. And so I use it mostly just to keep sort of a, a one note for the week and a note for each day um, that I can create in advance. And it just allows me to kind of, um, you know, anchor certain key tasks or things I need to think about and I can just let them go. Um, and for me, 
I really like that more than I like doing it inside of like an OmniFocus or something. But it, you know, none of these sure. solutions is perfect. But the it's just wonderfully designed. There's a wonderful templating um, sort of uh, system inside of it that you can use. And and the coolest thing for me is what makes me able to play with this and then put it down is that like all good apps of this type, it's just looking for a folder that has your text documents in it. And that's sort of my primary requirement for anything yeah. like this. It's like, can I just turn you on and show you my text documents and start using you with the stuff I've already got yeah. and not have to create a new system or anything like that? And that's what NotePlan allows me to do. It's also on set app, just to be uh, clear about that. Interesting, Brett, what were you gonna say? interesting side note, because I knew you had to go, Jeff, but uh, um, Eduardo from NotePlan and I have, we both use Sendy for marketing emails. Mm-hmm. So if you ever get a marketing email from NotePlan, uh, I designed, he gave me the template and I designed the script that turns a markdown file into that email uh, with nice. his oh, formatting. Nice. So m- emails from Marked uh, share the same formatting as emails from NotePlan. Um, and he, he designed them, I scripted it, and uh, it's synergy, developer yeah. synergy. Is it well, Eduardo uh, uh, Brett production? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Eduardo's just done really an incredible job at this app um, because I, I do once a year go, oh, I think this is what I need. Um, yeah. And I dive in. And what's amazing is that every time I dive in, what I did before is still basically there. And um, and that's the, how I use tools. I, I dip in and out of them all the time. So anyway, it's just a wonderfully designed app. Check it out. And that's it. Who's next? Oh. All right, go ahead, Christina. Okay, I don't think I've mentioned this one before. Have I talked about Jifsky before? No. You know what? I don't okay. remember. Okay, I then 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 I then I then I'm going to talk about it. If I if I've somehow talked about this before, I apologize. Jifsky or Gifsky, however you want to say it, is a great <laughs> um, uh, app. So it's it's two things. It's both. Uh, there's a CLI that's kind of like a front end, and there's also a um, a Mac app that. Um, uh, uh, Sindra, uh, Sindra House, uh, and I know that I said his name wrong, um, created for, um, sorry, Sindra. Sorhus? Sorhus. 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 Anyway, uh, he, he's a prolific open source contributor who makes a lot of really great Mac apps and, and, um, uh, also created like the awesome list, uh, stuff and whatnot. He, he makes a lot of really good utilities, um, and a lot of, uh, free open source stuff. Um, some of his things are, are paid, but most of them are free, but this is basically a GIF, uh, a, 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 a GIF converter. So it'll convert videos to, to GIFs animations, but it, it focuses on quality. So you can have really, high quality, like, so I've had to do this recently where I've had to make, um, GIFs of like screen recordings and stuff so that we can share uh, screen recording videos that I've made like on social media. And most of the built, most of the, the, the GIF like conversion tools are terrible to be completely honest. They compress things way down. They don't look good. And, and they're just, they're not worth a damn. Yes. Gypsy, which is free is great. It's a high quality GIF encoder. So like the file sizes will be large. You can yeah. actually then limit the number of frames and you can also limit how big the, the image is if you need to, um, to, to get it down. Um, and, and I found that actually will, will get you a long way, but the quality is incredible and um, the Mac app and, and it, the CLI version basically has to be run, you know, from the command line and you can pass in, you know, like your frames per second and your width and, and you know, like, you know, the, the name colors. that you want. You could do all of that exactly maximum of colors and, and you it uses FFmpeg and it can, it can do that stuff. But the, the Mac app is incredible because it's super easy for you to just drag in a video file and then make adjustments. It'll give you kind of an idea of how big the resulting file will be. The resulting file is actually usually a little bit smaller, which is good to know. And the results are just top notch. Like I haven't found anything even remotely close and I've used basically everything else you could use. So this is from um, the image optim guy. Um, uh, and uh, so it's, uh, it's really, really great. And, and if you have to deal with, with, with the GIFs or GIFs at all and um, the converting them, like in the old days, we actually had a guy at Gizmodo, uh, Andrew Lazuski, who's amazing, who would make us the best like GIFs that I've ever seen where he would, what he would do is he would take footage from the video, he would import all the frames into Photoshop, and then he would export <laughs> oh, them out. Jesus. Like he, he would do the editing wow. and export <laughs> them out. 
and, and Andrew has a setup so he can do it really quickly. But if you don't have sure. an Andrew on your team who can do that for you, then this is going to be the closest thing you can possibly get. And it's, and it's free and it's, and it's also open source. So really good okay. stuff. So two awesome. things. First of all, it's amazing that you've given up on the fight and you just say both GIF and GIF every time. You're like, GIF or GIF, GIF or GIF. Um, yep, same. Second, I use GIFSKI on the command line in combination with GIFSICLE. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two together, I, I've come up with a pretty good GIF workflow, even though for like websites, um, I'm using looping MP3 for video now but right. for social media for social I'm media excited. you have to yeah, yeah i'm excited media, to, to try this gui this looks really cool i have the gui seen is that great before. yeah the gui is great and the reason i like it is because it'll give you the preview of the size because certain social media sites like linkedin will like be really particular like they need a gif but it'll it can only be up to eight megabytes yeah and then some like twitter will be fine with the file size, but if the resolution is too big, then they won't, it won't work. Yeah. I didn't know these things until the social media team was like, <laughs> I need you to convert this to a smaller uh-huh. size or a different <laughs> size. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And thankfully I was using a tool that like, let me hone in on all those details. Nice. Awesome. All right. My pick will be quick. Um, I just discovered it. It was one of those that came up when I updated brew I always look through, it tells you like yeah. what the new formula are, for, formulae, and and I go through them and I do a, a, brew, ho- a brew home on all of them. And um, I found this one called Astro Fox in the casks, brew cask. And it is an open source, free to use application that you can drop in an audio file, for example, a podcast, and it will do... Background images, titles, and waveform animations, and output an MP4 for you to upload to YouTube. Um, I'm excited because we've never agreed to record our actual faces while we're talking on this podcast. (laughs) And I have always been hesitant to just publish a video that was just a static image um, and, and then have our audio over it. But I do want to be on YouTube, and this gives me an animated, visually interesting video from our little conversations here. Um, so I am very impressed with Astro Fox, uh, especially because it's free. And uh, I'll link that in the show notes. That's, That's it. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to definitely um, check that out. That's great that it's that it, uh, it, well done checking out the the homebrew formula, new, new formula <laughs> things, because I'd never heard of this. And this this is like a perfect solution for what we've done and also might be useful in some of my other endeavors. So this is cool. But did you I pick also, it based on name alone? Uh, no. When you no. update, do you get like descriptions well, as well? Y- no. When I when I update, I just get I get names. So, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff like F-Lock. I know what it does. You know, yeah. I don't need to. But if it's a weird name that sounds somewhat interesting. Um, the other one I found was Tuck, T-U-C, which is a variation of the Unix cut CLI. Um, but it does basically stuff that you would have to do some extensive said and awk magic to do. Um, it basically uses cut syntax to say cut the second and fourth column, transpose them and split them with this delimiter. Um, it, it's very intuitive. Uh, I'll link that one as well. This is the I'm one that's like, a, it's a node module, right? That's, am I looking at the right thing? I think it's a go. I don't remember huh, okay. what it's written. Anyway, but cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I would like to thank uh, a, a, a special guest today, which is my youngest son, who's been making pesto in the kitchen outside my door. So if you've heard a lot of kitchen noises, <laughs> I do not have the heart uh, to tell him to stop because he's making pesto. Hell yeah. Um, so that's it. But <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. I didn't, I didn't either. It. I didn't hear any of it. So, so a, I a, delighted. Uh, so a great soundproofing and B um, you got to like <laughs> hear and smell the pesto making and now you get to yeah, it's awesome. pesto. So that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Before I get some sleep. Yes. <laughs> get some sleep. Speaking y'all. of, <laughs> get some sleep, guys. Get some sleep. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> night, Pony Boy. The system is going down low.